And then you guys should get a message here in a couple of seconds saying that we're recording. Boom, boom, yeah. boom. Yeah, got it. <laughs> got it. Beautiful. All right. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock and Roll Podcast. I am your host, John Harris. On my right-hand side is my right-hand man, Gabriel. What a boy. And today on the Rock and Roll Podcast, we have, is it Donnie Jepp? Is that how I say it? Donnie Jepp? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Good. It's kind of a very embarrassing point in the show to ask you that question. <laughs> I was I was really confident about it up until that moment. Uh, and they've got a new album called Lust, or L-U-S-T. We're going to get into which one it is. Is it both? And it was released on July 10th. We're going to chat about a couple of tracks from the album. We're going to chat about the album. We're going to chat about coronavirus, since uh, it turns out three of the members are medical doctors. Just kidding. Or are you? Is that, is that true? No? Okay. Uh, sort of. So, boys... And actually, truthfully told, it's not the first time that's happened. I'm like, you're in a band and you're a medical doctor, like not a successful medical doctor, or maybe not a successful band. I don't which which one. Like, how do you have time for both? <laughs> the guy, the guy's a dreamer. But anyway, welcome to the show, guys. Thank you, thank you. You are quite welcome. Now, I guess let's start with Dreamer. What is a dreamer? Who is a dreamer? I mean, the song opens up with something that. It's kind of like a dreamy synth, actually. So was the song called Dreamer, and then you thought about a dreamy synth, or did you have like this dreamy section and thought, well, that sounds dreamy? Uh, it started out as a, a synth part for a, a song that was written quite a while ago that we sort of like was, was sif sifting through old material, and we sort of recycled it for this. Uh, and then Pete heard it and uh, was instantly like, oh, I could put lyrics to that. And the sort of, the song kind of came together pretty pretty soon after that, but yeah, it definitely started with some synths, which then we kind of mimicked on the guitar with the synths um, underneath. Okay, when you say mimicked on the guitar, does that mean you guys use like a synth plugin or a synth uh, processor, or it was just similar chords or whatever? Uh, yeah, so the synth was still playing, and then we basically played. Um, kind of mimics the chords on a, a, a kind of an ambient guitar sound with loads of reverb and delay to kind of get a, a dreamy sound with the guitar to kind of match the synth as well. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Now, Pete, when you put lyrics to it, tell us about that process. What were you thinking when you put the lyrics to the page? And I guess, what were you trying to express? Well, generally, when I'm writing lyrics, I, I almost always write them to the music. And it's... <clears throat> just sort of what what sort of came to surface pretty straight away with that particular riff. Sometimes it can take me hours and hours to come up with something, but I think with that it came in about ten minutes. The the chorus for Dreamer, it just sort of rolled off the tongue. I think the key extreme. point for it as well was um, the working title for that riff was Dreamer. So we sort of already had yeah, the idea yeah. behind it before we decided to write lyrics to it anyway. So it's sort of it sort of told us where the song was going to go before we even approached lyrics, just, uh, you know, out of luck, really, um, that we named it that. Mm-hmm. Well, lucky indeed. Now, when it comes to the music video, so if anybody listening who wants to check out the music video can do so by going to today's show notes at www.therockwindowpodcast.ca. It seems nostalgic. I mean, we've got pictures, moving pictures, quite literally, I'm getting dizzy right now, looking at, I, mean, I think that's Pete. Now we've, we've transitioned over, and I'm 
Your hair is in your face. I want to move the hair out of your face. You're eating your hair. Live reactions to the music video. But, I mean, it's cool because we've got this equipment, this guitar equipment that's framing, you know, these moving pictures, and it seems nostalgic. Uh, you know, the corner of somebody's house, potentially, you know, an ignored area, and not necessarily ignored in the sense that you don't play your instruments, but, like, you know, um, off in the corner somewhere where you would store stuff like that out of the way. And then here's these pictures, and they're moving. So I guess take us through... This music video. Well, uh, so I I filmed the music video. I sort of come up with the concept for it. So the the idea behind each frame. Uh, is, so when we started the band, it was just Stuart and myself as a two piece. And when we were going around doing the promo photos, just trying to find different locations for that, uh, are are exactly what is inside the frames. So we just thought it'd be interesting to sort of have a bit of a callback to our past when we started um, to include them in this video because of these frames. And it's also, you know, when you're looking through photos, that's got a, a kind of a, a dreamy aspect about it as well, sort of looking to the past and nostalgia and stuff. So that that was the sort of main idea <laughs> behind it. So yeah. It looks like you're humping Stuart in the music video, too. That, that was my favorite part, actually. <laughs> it was my least favorite part, weirdly enough. <laughs> uh, I bet. It seems like the music video, I'm kind of scanning through to remember if there's other band members in the music video, because it kind of seems to uh, showcase you two guys. Now, I'm curious, when crafting a song like this, how do you guys decide who's to sing and when? Hmm. Well, so so primarily... Uh, it's Stuart and myself that do the vocals. Um, as for when we decide to sing, that, we've not really worked that out yet. <laughs> it's sort of per song we decide what sort of what's sort of best for the song really. So that that changes all the time. We haven't really got a kind of um, set way of working with that. But I think that's sort of a good thing in a way because it shows that you're not stuck in one in one way of writing you know you you try different things all the time i think yeah. part of it does go to when we're writing um pete and i have very different vocal ranges i'm not very good at going incredibly high whereas pete I, is I sound like a bit of a girl <laughs> <laughs> so it, it sort of lends itself to my voice will fit a verse more so than being the lead on a chorus because my voice isn't necessarily as powerful as Pete's voice. So in a, in a verse where uh, there's a, uh, you know, a noticeable dynamic drop, it makes more sense for my vocal to cut through a little bit more. So then therefore when we reach the kind of the peak of the song, which is usually the chorus, uh, Pete's voice will then really take the song to the next level, which maybe I wouldn't have been able to do on my own. So that has an element to it. Um, Obviously, Pete does sing a lot of verses as well, so that doesn't really work too too well with what I've just said. But especially with the newer stuff we're writing, it is it does sort of seem to lend its, itself to um, we kind of when we're writing the lyrics, we go, well, whose voice would fit this based on who can hit the certain notes? Mm -hmm. It just seems so seamless across the entire album. It seems incredibly seamless and I don't. Know, I guess I, my intention in asking that question was I expected something almost incredibly articulate like you guys just know like no we sing at this time at this place because <laughs> it comes across so seamlessly well produced 
that it just it just makes sense. But I guess as you guys said, like you let the song speak to you. Yeah. yeah, basically, yeah. Cool. Now, is it L-U-S-T or is it Lust? Is it Lust. both? Lust. All right. Does it stand for anything or was it just cool to put the, the periods in there? Uh, Stu, <laughs> I'll let you answer that one. Well, I mean, the first, the first <laughs> word of the verse, the first word of each line of the verse spells Lust. So that was sort of where that came from. Um, so, you know, we, we were writing, when we were writing the verse, the first verse, um, we kind of came up with a few lines and we were like, oh, let's try and, let's try and spell a word using the first word of each sentence. And then that was the easiest word we could spell, uh, <laughs> the time that we were given. <laughs> so that was sort of how we kind of came around that. We like, we threw some other, I can't remember what the other ideas we came out with. Obviously they weren't as good as lust. Um, but that's sort of where that came from. Um, I mean, Pete will tell you what they are cause I've forgotten. <laughs> so they st- it stands for love, urge, sex, trust. So it's all you know things that we all experience throughout life at one point or another. Um, so it's sort of just you know a very kind of relatable song, really. Mm-hmm. Is that a concept that runs throughout the entire album? I wouldn't say specifically for that one song, no. Each track has things that we've, you know, personally experienced ourselves, but, you know, each song um, is open enough so that other people can sort of experience it in their own way. Um, But as far as the album title goes, it it just sort of felt like the best title to give it. I believe that's right, lads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Grimmy. was going to be my next question is, okay, so then does this track represent the album or was it just, you know, we had to name the album something and well, that's a cool title. I would say pretty much it was a, an, an album naming sort of, sort of dealio. <laughs> it, was a, it was a little bit of both because Lost was the last song we wrote for the album and it wasn't actually supposed to be on it. Um, we sort of just wrote it one day and we're like, oh, that's really good. Let's yeah, you know, we, last we, track this to our producer to get it to yeah, get it on. Because yeah. um, the, the album was originally called Daydreamer or Dreamer, which is going to be about, which was, you know, the other single that we put out before, uh, before Lust. Um, but we thought it's sort of a little bit more catchy um, to have a kind of a shorter, quite powerful sounding word. Um, and we put the you know the full stops between the letters to kind of add a little bit of intrigue. I, I hope anyway. Um, <laughs> I was intrigued, Stuart. Good, good. It's worked. Job done. Job done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, something that you guys had mentioned was that Dreamer has been around for a while, sifting through some old material, and then Lust is a, a newer song that almost actually didn't even make it onto the album. So I I guess my question is, when compiling the album together. What was that process like, and and what were you guys aiming to create as a solid unit, as an as an album of material? Pete, <laughs> Rowan, Wayne, anyone? I think I like so. Um, Stuart, Pete are like the main songwriters, uh, and actually live together. So I think a lot of the ideas that they have, they form supernaturally anyway, and uh, they've always got someone to bounce off pretty much immediately. Um, you know, as long as the other guys around, but yeah, yeah together, 
um, it's just easy to go through ideas because you're probably always hearing bits and bobs front houses going through the writing process anyway. So, yeah. Yeah, I think we did we did spend quite a few hours um, in this whole process. I mean, it took us uh, well over a year to write um, because it, obviously it was the first thing Pete and I had, had written together. So we were still kind of learning how each each of us wrote and um, what our, our kind of overall influences were. And it was a, a new experience for me because I had mainly been in heavier bands um, alongside Wayne and Rowan. Um, so it, it was sort of like a learning experience as we were going along. I mean, the first song we wrote was um, Ambushed, which is the what, third song, I think, on the album. Um, well, it was the first song we wrote musically, and that was in February 2019. Long time ago. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we sort of just was like, all right, we, we sort of developed what we like to think our sound is over that year. Um, so there were... You know, we we probably have about ten other songs that didn't make the cut for this album, just like starts of songs and and things that we were like, oh, really into, and then we came back to and we're like, no, we're not into that anymore. So uh, I'm not sure if this is really answering your question, but um, yeah, we kind of definitely went through a lot of uh, a lot of probably rubbish stuff before we settled on the things that we we've kind of settled on. Uh, a big a big part of us our songwriting as well was working with Reese, who's our producer. Because he, um, this was before Wayne and Rome were in the band, he actually wrote all the drums and, for the most part, a lot of the synth parts for the whole album uh, and obviously produced the album and mixed and mastered and stuff. So he is as much to blame as Pete and I for how it turned out because he's, <laughs> <laughs> he sort of just polished it off at the end, you know? Well, yeah, and then I guess my next question is, so did the album change at all when, when Wayne and Rowan came on, or is that kind of just what, what stuck is what, what Reese wrote? Uh, so we've written... A, oh, sorry, go, Ro, go. I was just to say, with, um, with some of the recent stuff that we've written, I'd say it's really starting to take take shape when you listen to what we've, or what, what's been put out with the last, last album. Um, I'd say it's really starting to take shape, and we've added the drums and adding like the guitar parts obviously we all get our, our own input into it um but i think it's obviously it's eased off race writing the drums and i think it has focused a lot more individually as well mm. um adding our own parts and definitely defined the sound a lot more i think yeah i think if people so Rowan's talking about the, some of the newer because we're right because obviously we're in a lockdown at the moment. We're writing for our second album because we have literally nothing else to do. Um, but you can definitely hear uh, Wayne and Rowan's personalities on the newer songs uh, because most of the last album, I think all of the last album, was written before they came on board. Um, so they're while while they have learnt the songs fantastically, unfortunately they they're not featured on the album. Um, so for the new stuff, if anyone has listened, will listen to the old stuff and then goes to our new stuff whenever that comes out at some point next year, I think there'll be a noticeable difference. They'll be able to hear that we've actually brought on two you know, other great musicians who have only pushed the, set, the band sound forward even more. Okay, perfect, boys. That was going to answer one of my questions, which was, you know, you guys have just released this album. You geared up for an amazing 2020 that didn't happen. So... <laughs> The, the big question is, 
So what did, what did you guys do? Well, it sounds like you guys have uh, started to write a new album, and that's very exciting. So I guess, uh, you know, with the addition of Wayne and Rowan, I guess without revealing too much, what should we expect maybe to come, you know, from Donnie Jepp over the next, or I guess for the rest of 2020? For, for the rest of this year? Um, so we're, we're, we're looking at uh, getting shows booked up for from like early next year onwards so that's what sort of taken up a lot of our time at the moment and the writing as we said earlier so it's mostly writing uh looking into booking the tours and uh getting some more photo shoots done you know all, all that sort of stuff really all the the, the admin side <laughs> Yeah, well, that's that's super hopeful. You guys are booking some shows. I've seen some bands do that, and that right now it feels premature. But I guess from from your perspective, how do you guys feel about booking shows? I feel like if we don't try and book them now, when I'd rather book them and then be cancelled than us wait to see and then lose out a whole year's worth of gigging because hundred other bands have booked up. Um, I mean, if we we've got a few kind of weekenders in the pipeline at the moment. Um, if we lose them, then you know there's not much we can we can do about that. But if we don't try and book them, um, and we could have played them, I think we'd be a little bit disappointed because, I mean, we can all agree that 2020 for live music's a bit of a write-off at the moment. So <laughs> we're kind of just being a bit optimistic for next year to go. Well, let's hope we can play gigs, and if we can, let's book as many <laughs> as we can as soon as we can to hope that we can actually do them. And if we don't, then we'll just go back to crying again. <laughs> exactly well it, it it's funny because it's like well at this point there's only five months or so left you know of the year so at this point like what what's there even to talk about anymore but uh <laughs> one of the things i actually wanted to touch base on i had some questions of was how did you guys do this like eight bit uh video game for the music video it's super cool uh yeah so i did that music video as well, I, I, I do all of our music videos because it saves us a hell of a lot of money, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I've always been very passionate about uh, retro games and stuff like that. So I thought, you know, it'd be a nice little project to try and take on. Uh, it took almost sixty hours to create, um, and I think it was about three hundred and something uh, individual images drawn, uh, and then put together painstakingly <laughs> over that 60-hour period in uh, Premiere Pro. So, yeah, it was, it was good fun to do, though, and, uh, yeah, a great challenge. And more, more and more people are talking about it, which, you know, is obviously the, the main aim, really, to get people talking about the band and the song and, you know, the, the video. Because normally videos don't really get talked about that often because it's normally a performance video or something like that. But what's beautiful about this is it is a performance video, but just with, you know, little pixel characters. <laughs> so, yeah. Now, you bring up a good point, Pete, because, I mean, how many times do we complain that there's no music video, but do we spend time actually, I don't know, enjoying said music video when we're just singing into a light bulb in a hangar somewhere? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> beautiful all right well boys that concludes my uh, questions but if there's anything that i missed that you wanted to chat about or bring up please do so otherwise i just wanted to thank you guys for coming on to the rock metal podcast 
Cool. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for having us. Yeah.